This program is part of the Cosmic Potato Podcast Network. For more shows like this, visit our website at CosmicPotato.com. We interrupt this program to annoy you and make things generally irritating. Welcome to Cosmic Potato, the super fan talk podcast. Easy peasy lemon squeezy. We've got you covered with everything from Marvel to Star Wars. I'm glad you asked that because I wanted to take this time to explain my evil plan. Classic films, trivia games, and beyond. Come to the coast, we get together, have a few laughs. Now, on with the show. Keep the change, you filthy animal. Hey everybody and welcome to Cosmic Potato, the Super Fan Talk Podcast. And here's a uh, here's a fun fact. If every human on Earth stood in a single file line along the equator, most of them would drown. Yeah, a lot of them. <laughs> <laughs> My name is Sean Ray and with me tonight, John is going to join us eventually, but with me right now is, first of all, uh, Rick. How are you, sir? Shokui, <laughs> Ichuha! <laughs> was I Klingon? think I just told you to turn off the cloaking device, but I'm not sure. <laughs> you think. <laughs> and Virginia is here as well. How are you? I always feel like there's something lacking when, like, Rick has this, like, really clever thing to say, and I'm just like, hey, everybody, what's up? <laughs> Hi, I'm here. No. <laughs> and it's in English and not Klingon. So. <laughs> Uh, he thinks it's gotta Klingon. get on that Duolingo <laughs> Klingon app. We're gonna do. Uh, we've got a topic, but before we get into our topic, I want to do five random facts. We haven't done this in a while, and uh, let me pull up the uh, website. This is brought to us from our friends over at MentalFloss.com and their amazing fact generator. Uh, and I press the button and get a random fact. And the first one is that the number four is the only number with the same number of letters as the meaning of its name. There you go. You just blew my mind, man. <laughs> the second wow. one is... Yeah. Oh, I'm not going to read that one because there's a word in it that I can't pronounce. Uh, <laughs> the second one is the national anim- animal of Scotland is the unicorn. Uh, unicorns are not real, but <laughs> fun fact: the it's the only country on Earth who has a, a mythical creature as their national animal. Yeah, well, yeah. Um, in the early drafts of Back to the Future, of the Back to the Future script, the time machine was built out of an old refrigerator. I'm glad they changed that. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder if that's the same, like, if that was the same case with the Indiana Jones that should not be named. Oh. Unfortunate refrigerator incident. Yeah. Actually, that, oh, was it? Oh, shoot, I can't remember what was I read something. I, oh, hell. Never mind. I'll get it. I'll get it wrong and and nobody will write in. (laughs) I know they they say, uh, that incident that you're talking about changed the saying of jumping the shark to nuking the fridge. (laughs) They tried to do that. I've never really seen that catch on. I think people just want to forget that. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Uh, In her will, author Dorothy Parker left her estate to Martin Luther King Jr. and the NAACP following his death. The organization still owns the rights to her work today. 
Good for them. Ooh. And the last one, that's another word that I can't I'm not even going to try with that one. Uh, sea cucumbers eat with their feet. Sea cucumbers have feet? Sort of. <laughs> I learned that's, two things. <laughs> that's the least of the creepy things. Well, do they have a mouth? And if you know what, I don't want to know what they do with they their have, mouth. Never mind. I retract my question. They have an opening. I'll say that. <laughs> it, it, it's it's an all-purpose opening. Yeah. <laughs> I see. All right. So uh, tonight we have a topic to talk about. We're going to talk about the five films or TV shows that you would recommend to someone that will give them a feel of uh, what kind of stuff you're into and what your tastes are. So we all have things that we have an affinity for uh, various movies or a show that we just think is the greatest thing in the world, or, or we have fond memories of it or something like that. So if you wanted someone to get a feel of the kind of the things that you love, what would you recommend? And I'm, I'm, I'm going to say this, and I'm not speaking for everybody else on the panel, but Star Wars and Star Trek are not on my list. <laughs> just, just because those are two things; those two things for me are a given. You know, I love every aspect of Star Trek, and Star Wars is closely behind that. So, uh, so I didn't put those on my list. I picked other stuff. So, uh, I'm going to let Virginia start since this uh, topic was actually her idea. So are we doing, are we going around or am I doing all of mine? No, right just now? do, just do one and we'll just go back around. Okay. Well, I had, I had the same problem as you, but I addressed it a little differently in that I couldn't narrow down which Star Trek to put. So I'm just gen generically putting Star Trek as number one. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that's it? <laughs> I'm going to say, I mean, obviously, The Next Generation and Discovery are my favorites, but how can you really, how can you really pick one Star Trek? I would be, it would be all five that we would, that would be really boring for me yeah. to just take five I always, Star Trek things. I always go back to, and this is kind of one of the things that I talk about when I'm doing the, the prime direction is... Which Star Trek series do you consider to be your series? What's the one that kind of brought you in to the uh, to the franchise and made you fall in love with it? For me, it's the Next Generation. Right. Yeah. yeah. Did you see that John's ready? Oh, is he? Hold yeah. on. Yes. No, I didn't have it up. Let me uh, see if I can just add him to this. Hey. What's up? We're doing the show that I originally said we're doing second. We're doing that one first. So we're doing the the five movies, TV shows right now. And okay. uh, and it is uh, Rick's turn. Well, this may come as a shock. <laughs> oh, wait. No, we didn't. Did you guys try to guess each other's? Oh, no. Yeah, we were going to do that. So <laughs> I'm going to guess that Rick's going to say Star Trek. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. How did you ever figure it out? Um <laughs> Yeah, I, I could not not put Star Trek on because uh, it is possibly the single most defining bit of uh, pop culture or cultural influence or fictional universe, whatever you want to say, uh, in my life. Uh, I cannot remember a time that I wasn't aware of and into and loving Star Trek. Um, if you want to go back and listen to my... Uh, Appearance on the uh, on the Prime Direction, you'll know, you'll hear that 
you know, Star Trek, I, Star Trek was one of the first things my father and I shared. Uh, and then, you know, he passed away. And then, uh, you know, I, I spent a lot of time hiding in the universe of Star Trek uh, from a, a world that really didn't seem to understand me, et cetera. We, you know, we all know that story. There's a million of us out there. Um, and it just, it just has, has given me the, the moral uh, spine of my life. Uh, you know, as well as just being you know, a fun show and, and uh, just enjoyable. And, you know, it, there's a lot of other shows um, that try to do what Star Trek did. But they, I don't think anyone has ever come close to the, the perfect melding of entertainment and allegory as Star Trek has. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I you know I'm doing another show over on the, over on Simply Syndicated about Stargate SG1, and as much as I love that show, uh, you know we're doing a, an episode by episode review of the show, and very rarely is there anything more to talk about than what happened on this, you know what what is on the screen. Whereas with Star Trek, every episode has tons of messages you can delve into. Um, and you know, I and and the cool thing about Star Trek is it's been around for fifty year, fifty years now. There's six six series, yeah, six yeah. series, over seven hundred episodes, thirteen thirteen or fourteen movies. I lose track. Thirteen. Um, thirteen. Yeah. Um, and yet I'm still learning new stuff about the show. Uh, you know, I had this kind of revelation after listening to Mission Log. Uh, when they were going through Mission Logs, another podcast, if you're not familiar with it, they're doing a, uh, every episode of Star Trek. And when they did Darmok, uh, which is one of my favorite TNG episodes, uh, but it's one of those ones that doesn't work if you think about it too much. Mm-hmm. And I realized after their discussion that it's not supposed to be literal, that Star Trek isn't supposed to be literal. And people who get all bent out of shape about it not being realistic, it was never intended to be realistic. Um, which may be why I have a problem with you know some of the things that they've thrown in in later years to try to make it more more uh, realistic, I guess, is, is the word. Logical. Yeah, it, you know, more like this is what people would do. Well, Star Trek was always about this is what people could do, not how the future will be, but what we could become if we wanted to. You know, a lot of people kind of crap on the, the utopian view that Roddenberry had. Um, and I, you know, I used to be a devout Roddenberry purist. And over the years, I've, I've learned that, you know, he had <laughs> very much had feet of clay. And, uh, <laughs> and, you know, not everything in Star Trek is perfect, but it tries to be. And... While I do enjoy the, you know, I've, I've learned that, yes, a little dash of realism can can spice up the chili, as it were. Uh, I think Star Trek works at its best when it's when it's mixing uh, action and and cool technology and stuff with a healthy uh, heaping helping of allegory, metaphor, and message. And I love Star Trek. It's such a part of me. It's you know, I, I have a Star Trek tattoo. I'm not the only one, but you know, I only have two tattoos, and one of them is Star Trek, and that's and this one I got two years ago. So it's like <laughs> in my adult life, I got you know, this. You know, it wasn't a, some crazy kid thing. Um, so there was no way I could not put it on, and I will not pick a favorite. You know, TOS was my was my trek, but TAS is my trek, and TNG is my trek, and DS9 is my trek, and Enterprise and Discovery. 
and all the movies, whether, you know, you even skip Voyager. <laughs> oh, sorry, Voyager. Yeah. yeah. Um, there's a lot of good stuff in Voyager too. Um, you know, and you know, even the stuff I don't like, like, you know, the, uh, the, uh, the final frontier and into darkness, which are, you know, kind of the, the nadir of star Trek for me. Uh, you know, I, I would rather watch those than a whole, than pretty much anything else that's out there. You know, if I had the choice, so. I feel like that that episode that you were talking about, Darmok, is a great episode for Star Trek fans, but it's not the episode that you want to show to somebody. No, <laughs> because not. I remember yeah. uh, having you know there was a there were a couple of friends were at my house and and, and Star Trek was coming on. I was like, hey, you guys come watch Star Trek, you know, and they weren't like Star Trek fans; they knew of the show and stuff like that. And they sat down and watched, and it was that episode that came on. By the time it was over, they're like, "Man, this show is boring." <laughs> and I'm like, "That was a great episode." <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's it's you know, it's a it's a metaphor for communication and and have in coming at communication from the perspective of the of the other person. You know, no, no civilization could ever exist speaking only in metaphor <laughs> and right. allegory. Of course that, you know, and, and that's one of the episodes that, that just falls apart if you try to take it too literally. Same with, like, Let That Be Your Last Battlefield uh, in TOS, the the one everyone loves to make fun of for being, you know, so in your face with its message. The guys from Sharon who one is black on one side and one is in white on the other side and the other is reversed and they've completely obliterated their planet. Sorry, spoiler. <laughs> and it's like, you know, you see, even, as, even as a kid, I was like, oh, please. Um, but the message is valid and the message works. And in the 1960s, that was about as subtle, you know, you couldn't be much more subtle and get your message out there. Uh, so, you know, you can't always look at Star Trek and go, well, you know, if they pushed that button there, they did it last week and that button did this. And, you know, and I, you know, I've been that jerk too. <laughs> and, <laughs> Uh, you know, over the years, I've learned to unclench and just and just accept that not everything that Star Trek does is supposed to be specifically literally real. Uh, sometimes it's just trying to tell you something. Here endeth the lesson. <laughs> <laughs> Anyone want to try to guess it? Um, the Incredibles. Uh, the Incredibles got an honorable mention. It didn't make the list. Um, yeah, let's start with Avatar. It's on my list. <laughs> um, I, I mean, yeah, not surprisingly, stuff that I've, most of the things on, on, on my list are things that I've gushed about before. I tried to add a couple that I haven't, um, that weren't obvious, but, um, yeah, so Avatar The Last Airbender it combines a lot of stuff that I love. Um, it's animated, which is a plus. It's got martial arts, which is cool. It's got magical fighting. It's not magic, but you know, it's magical fighting, which is cool. It has, it is episodic and it is uh, serialized. So there are, you know, every, every episode is its own episode. But it builds to this huge narrative. And there are some that are silly, and there are some that... There's... 
the characters are amazingly rich, especially for a kid show. Um, like, and that's that's a product. It's kind of the following generation, like Batman the Animated Series, which surprisingly is not on my list. But uh, Batman the Animated Series, you know, kind of started having real, not to denigrate previous cartoons, but having real plots and real actors, like really acting, as opposed to just, you know, saying the lines in a funny voice. And Avatar is a good example of the, the subsequent generation of, of animation where that's, like, there are, like, really strong, like, performances. Um, Sokka is kind of me. <laughs> Um, I don't think any of you watch the show, but if you watch the show, listeners, that's that's me. He's he's clever, but he's goofy, and he's um, brave, but he's not a screw up. But he's kind of I don't know. Is nebbish the right word? <laughs> <laughs> Um, <laughs> um, but, I know what you're saying, but I can't think of the right word for yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he's 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 an earnest guy, and he's well intentioned, but doesn't yeah. doesn't always work out quite the way he plans. Yeah, and 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 he's because he's goofy and he makes stupid jokes. Um, he is often underestimated, but he's really, really smart, um, which is how I like to think of myself anyway. Um, and Aang is, he's a goofy kid, but he's got the weight of the world on his shoulders. And, and again, I, I'm, I'm not going to go through all the characters, but like all the characters are really well written. Um, no, I think, it, I think that is the correct. Yeah. I, 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 I I was looking over my list, and um, yeah. So one of the one of the aspects of, that I really like are things that are, are sub, things that seem simple on the outside, and are multi-textured and layered um, underneath. Like an ogre. Like an ogre, <laughs> or a Star Trek episode. <laughs> Um, so that'll that'll be my first one. You know, I ne- I never watched the show with any real intent, uh, but I, you know, as we've mentioned before, I was in the room while a lot of it was being watched, and I have to say that uh, for a, a cartoon of its nature, uh, it it would catch my attention frequently. You know, my my family loves anime, and I know that I know that. Uh, Avatar is not strictly speaking anime; it's uh, it's American, but uh, you know it doesn't have all of the shrill, high high speed, no <clears throat> punctuation talking, and and just bizarre plot twists and stuff like that. So yeah, the 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 talking like that, uh, I won't say it's bad anime, even though I think it is. I will say it's early anime. I, I remember once my my um, my brother's older than me, and he's ten years older, a little over ten years older actually. 
And I remember um, when I was a kid, Speed Racer was on. <laughs> and he was like, oh, Speed Racer. And so we, we watched Speed Racer. And <laughs> I was like, um, <laughs> and I really admired my brother. I really looked up to him. <laughs> I was like, uh, so why do you like this show? Because I don't think it's good. <laughs> and he said, like, well, it was all we had. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's like Sharon went through a, a, a phase where she was watching Naruto and you know, she was always in the living room watching Naruto, and I'd be out in the kitchen making dinner, and not even watching the show. Every you know, every now and then, I would just be like, "Oh, for crying out loud, just fight with you guys and shut up!" Yeah, yeah. <laughs> not not a fan of that of that series either. <laughs> yeah, I, I think it, as as an aside, but the um, like now we we're, we're in this in this superhero. You know, embarrassment of riches with with movies and shows and cartoons, and it's mainstream and everyone loves it. They they get big budgets and they get real stars. And you know, I can see <laughs> someone from this time, you know, asking why did you like why what's a good example X Men two. Why? 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 No, why do you like? Yeah, it was a good one actually. It was X three that sucked. <laughs> it did. Uh, I'm trying to think of something that was awesome at the time. Um, maybe the Spider Man series, the Hulk series. There you go. <laughs> the, <laughs> the Incredible Hulk television series. The Bill Bixby one. The Bill Bixby one. Yeah. It's not a good show. It's not a good. <laughs> it's not a good show. It's effectively the same show every week. Yeah. Which kind of also doesn't make sense if you think about what the whole... It, yeah, but I, I can totally see myself giving that answer. Like, why did you like this show? Well, it was all we had at the time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> all right. All right. Uh, okay, Virginia, the, uh, the, I'm going to guess that somewhere on your list you've got uh, Seven Brides for Seven Brothers. <laughs> Does anybody else want to guess? I would guess a uh, league of their own. Nothing for Rick? No, they picked the two memes you've already posted. <laughs> um, oh, did you post that? Yes. Not. I debated between Seven Brides for Seven Brothers and a different musical, which I picked the other musical. But I did pick a league of their own, which is the one I was... The next yeah. on my list. Um, because when... I adored this movie when it became when it came out because I started playing softball when I was a tiny little child, like five years old, and so I I loved it. I played it every year, and then I saw you know these grown-ups playing well baseball, but um, and I just like stared at them and watched like how are they playing? You know, only boys are supposed to play baseball. So to see them kind of dealing with, you know, well, they say we can't do this and they say we can't do that. And so they just go out there and do it anyway was really like, wow, to me was just sort of mind blowing, I guess. Cool. I don't know. <laughs> no, that's good. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. I, I am sad to say I've never seen it. Oh, that's, <gasps> that's, a good, that's a good movie. 
Can we do? Can we just start another podcast where <laughs> we just make Rick watch stuff he should watch? <laughs> <laughs> I like, you've never seen League of Their Own. Oh my god! Okay. Yeah, like, well, <laughs> here, here's here's the big confession that I'm not ashamed of. Um, I I am so I, I I every time I think of League of Their Own, I think I should watch it. However, I hate baseball. And I realize that that's not the point of the movie, but in general, sports-based movies don't appeal to me. I uh, me either, but I think you'll luckily get through. I I know I will. I just never think of it when I'm thinking of oh I need I want to watch something. Actually, you know what? Let me think about that. Will you like a League of Their Own? I think you should see it. I'm trying to think. I, I can imagine a couple of the characters would irritate you, and that might be enough for you to not to, 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 <laughs> well, to bring the great down. There's no one in the movie I I loathe. I think the closest is Rosie O'Donnell, and I got over my dislike of her years. Ago. Yeah, it's, it's, it's not just, it's not that it's not that any of the acting is bad, but just the the characters themselves are actually annoying characters. Like that's I can see the I can see the Rosie O'Donnell character annoying you. I can see Lori Petty annoying you. Maybe not. Yeah, but it's, I mean, I like Dean <laughs> Davis. I like Tom Hanks. I, Madonna's yeah. in it too, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Who does fine? You would, you would actually, you, you will love the Gina Davis stuff. You will love the Tom Hanks stuff. Oh, I had such a crush on Gina, Gina Davis. <laughs> I'm biased, but of course you should see it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We'll return after these messages. Hey, you listener. Do I have everybody's attention now? Do you like professional wrestling? What? If so, you'll love Review-O-Mania, where Rob and Zach break down every WrestleMania. You'll hear about great epic matches by the likes of Hulk Hogan. And what's it gonna do when Hulkamania and the largest arms in the world run wild on you? Macho Man Randy Savage. Oh, yeah! Ric Flair. Just stealing! Woo! Wheeling, dealing! Limousine right! Jet flying! Son of a gun! Bret Hart. The best there is, the best there was, and the best there ever will be. Shawn Michaels. Bret Hart, you are a zero, my hero. John Cena. The champ is here! Brock Lesnar. Suplex City, bitch. And so many more that I don't have time to even name. Check out Review Mania right here on CosmicPotato.com. Or on iTunes, Stitcher, SoundCloud, Spreaker. It's a happening right here on CosmicPotato.com. Arriba! Hey everybody, I'm Troy. And I'm AJ. And we are the hosts of the World War G podcast, along with Colton, but he's not here right now. Yes, yeah, so pay no attention. Uh, and we're a podcast about everything geek. We talk about uh, movies, television, video games, comic books. Uh, we got movie commentaries, the occasional taste tests, like these lovely pina colada Oreos. Just don't try the Coke ones. No. Dang, what do we say after that? <laughs> Dang it. Um, so oh, okay. I'm, 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 yeah, yeah. yeah. And you can find us right here at CosmicPotato.com or at WorldWarG.Podbean.com. Or wherever else you get your podcasting fix. And as always, stay geeky, my friends. Yeah! <laughs> 
Hi, this is Virginia Hay, and you're listening to Cosmic Potato. What's next on your list, Rick? Uh, next on my list, most of mine are TV. Are we guessing? Oh, yeah. Uh, um, Star, Stargate SG-1. I will not say Stargate. Um, for Rick. Let me see for Rick. Um, 2001. I would guess Alien. <laughs> uh, good guesses, all wrong. Um, <laughs> none of those were on my list. Although, uh, 2010 was almost on my list. Um, the sequel to 2001. Um, yeah. It it ju- I mean it was on my list until about five minutes ago. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I should get like half credit for that. <laughs> okay. Um, I mean, I, 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 Alien came very close. I, I was trying to decide because you know the whole the whole point of this is what if 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 I wanted to tell people watch these five things and you'll you'll get me. Mm-hmm. And Alien, I was. Alien doesn't really represent what I like. In fact, the fact that I love Alien and Aliens is something of an aberration. Um, and it also took a long time for me to get there, uh, which I, I think I've we've talked about that on other shows. So, um, you know, Alien scared the crap out of me, and I hated it at first. And then I got I got the novelization and read it like twenty times. And the more I read it, the more I appreciated it. And then I started. Then it came out. Finally, we got VCRs, and I could watch it over and over again without it, etc. Did the movie come before the book? Oh yeah, the book is just a novelization of the movie. Okay, because we because we had it too, um, and I and I I read it I think before. In fact, the, I definitely read it before I saw it, so I wasn't sure. Yeah, I I think Alan, Alan I think Alan Dean Foster wrote the the novelization, and it's based on the on the initial script. So it's got the scene where Ripley finds uh, Ash and and or uh, Dallas and and Brett being turned into eggs. Which yeah. didn't make the final cut, and nobody saw. I didn't even realize they'd shot it until the DVD came out. I was like, "Hey, they did this, and it was a good thing they cut it out because <laughs> yeah. it just, it just, it's a scene that didn't work." Um, but, uh, but you know, I love Alien. I, I argue that Alien is the best example of pure science fiction in the 20th century. Um, 20th century cinema from the 20, from the 20th century. A science fiction cinema from the 20th century. Uh, there are others that come very, very close, but I think Alien is just a perfect film. Um, but it's not on my list. Sorry, it's <laughs> <laughs> not on your list. The, the reason I paused is because I was like, "Oh, Virginia and I were going to talk about Alien," but then I was like, "No, not now." <laughs> so, um, however, uh, the next thing on my list that I want to say is. Johnny Quest. And, oh, and nice. John, I want to thank you for mentioning animation because I hadn't considered that. And then when you started talking about Batman the Animated Series, I was like, wait a minute. Johnny Quest was my favorite cartoon as a kid. Um, now, if you're not familiar with Johnny Quest, it doesn't really work too well in <laughs> the modern day. It's a bit problematic. <laughs> there's there's some issues. It's like... I. I wanted to show it to Sharon, and then I started watching, and it was like, "Oh my God, this is racist!" <laughs> um, and and you know, it's not. It, it is racist, but it's racist in in. Oh, how do I put this without? Saying it, it, it it is it is it's that kind of racist where it's trying to be inclusive, but it's trying uh, to be inclusive. 
it, it's fifty years ago. And yeah, so, right. It's like when when you think about racism in the United States, you think about things like Jim Crow and and uh, uh, you know. Uh, segregation and stuff like this. Johnny Quest didn't have any of that. In fact, I don't think it had any black people in it at all. Now I think about it. Oh, uh, well, sometimes they went to places and they were black people and it wasn't the well, best Well, they were brown people. They, <laughs> they were always, uh, you know, the, the bad guys were always like Arabs and Chinese and Russian. <laughs> yeah. And there was the horribly racially stereotyped friend Haji. Um, which again, I didn't realize is none of this clicked as a kid, you know. Mm-hmm. I, yeah, I, I'm with you. Like I, I, I want to give them credit. I will give them some credit because Haji was stereotypical in many ways, but he wasn't a caricature. He was, he was, he was a, a, I mean, as, as rounded out as any of the characters were, he was a fully rounded out character. Exactly. And, and he was, you know, he was as smart or smarter than anyone else and stuff like that. So it was, yeah, he wasn't like just a sidekick. Um, but you know, all of the heroes were about as Aryan as you could get without swastikas. But, you know, I was a, a little blonde kid, and Johnny Quest was a little blonde kid, and one of the things I appreciated about Johnny Quest as I grew, got older was, especially when my wife bought me the box set of it, because it was only one season, which blows my mind. A lot of yeah. these things that we loved as kids, one season, gone. It was a lot of innovation. Um, and, you know, it was Filmation. I think it was Filmation. Yeah. It was Hanna-Barbera. Oh, Hanna-Barbera, Hanna-Barbera. right. Yeah. Yeah. And so, you know, we're not talking great animation here. <laughs> Um, but it wasn't bad, but it was, it was right before they started getting, you know, doing the really cheesy Saturday morning animation. But, uh, one of the things I really loved about Johnny Quest, uh, was that one, their storylines were fairly adult. Um, you know, they, they didn't really, you know, they weren't running into purple gorillas or, or (laughs) Any, any sort of silly characters. But the main thing I loved about Johnny Quest, and this never, you know, didn't really sink in as a kid, but as a grown-up looking back on it, was that it was a very violent cartoon. Yes. As a lot of things were back then. But the violence had consequence. If someone got shot, they bled. If a boat fell on a... <laughs> landed on a boat full of guys in wetsuits, they didn't swim away. Um, and so... People like me, uh, who grew up watching these shows, we knew that violence had consequence, um, as opposed to like cartoons in the '80s, where you or or TV shows in the '80s, even, you know, you watch an episode of the A Team, or an episode of uh, GI Joe, or you know, any of those things. Um, I used to make fun of my brother about this because he loved to watch Thundar the Barbarian, and I'm two <laughs> years older than my brother, which. You know, at this point, life doesn't matter. But when you're kids, that two years can make a difference. And if you ever watch Thunder the Barbarian, um, you know he's big, mighty Conan kind of dude, and he's got a sword that he never ever hits anything with. <laughs> he just sort also of Hanna Barbera. Yeah. Um, you know, you have buckets and buckets of ammunition expended, and nobody gets a scratch. You know, vehicles explode, and the bad guys still walk away from it. And I think that that has given rise to uh, you know a, a trend where people grow up thinking that violence doesn't necessarily have consequences and I'm not trying to I'm not 
believe me, I'm not hiding behind the, you know, violent on violence on TV breeds violence on, in reality. I'm not saying that. But I think that, you know, my generation and, you know, maybe some of y'all too, because I'm, I'm quite a bit older than you guys, but, um, you know, we saw cartoons where they, they were a little more attached to reality than, than later stuff. Uh, and so I knew better than to punch somebody. You know, I knew Superman could punch a bad guy, which he can't anymore. <laughs> or maybe, he, <laughs> yeah. you know, my Superman, that was the way he solved shit, uh, stuff. Was he, he just beat up the bad guys. Um, but I knew that I couldn't do that because if I punched somebody, it would hurt them. Uh, so, I, you know, I love Johnny Quest nostalgically. I, I you know, my daughter will be a teenager before I try to get her to watch it before so she can appreciate that. Yeah, back then it was okay to say that everyone in China was an evil, inscrutable, bald-headed, slanty-eyed demon, but now we know better than that. Uh, even though Dr. Zen was a pretty cool bad guy. He was a good villain. And uh, and I, I do get a, kick, a big kick. I was talking to a, friend, a gay friend of mine one time. We were talking about Johnny Quest, and he, he admitted that the the way he realized he was gay when he was when he had a crush on Race Bannon. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, okay. The next one on my list is um, anybody want to guess? Um, Die Hard. No. No, not Die Hard. No. I didn't. No, I didn't do it this time. Die Hard is really not on your list. No. It probably should have been, but <laughs> <laughs> you have you have you have some. I tried not to get to. I tried. I tried to talk about uh, some stuff that I haven't talked about a million times before on the show. But all right, so so Die Hard's not on your list. Back to the Future's not on your list. No, uh-uh. Goonies not on your list. What? Goonies. Goonies. I'm, I mean, I like Goonies, but I'm not like a right. Goonies nut. <laughs> Let me think. I'll just be. Cheers. That's all I got. No, no, no. That's, <laughs> that's all I got. I'm tapping out. Oh. Nope. The next one in my list. Well, I, I guess I'll go out of order. But uh, Quantum Leap. Mm. If mm. if the next generation is my favorite show, then Quantum Leap comes in very close behind that. Um, this is a show that when I was a kid, I did not miss this show. Uh, I like time travel stories. And what I loved about Quantum Leap was that basically it was a different show every week. If you didn't like this week's story, the next week it was going to be a different show altogether. You know, Scott Bakula and Dean Stockwell are the only two characters that are in every episode. You know, and and they were both great. They're 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 two actors that had great chemistry. And they could do the broad acting that the show required because sometimes it was a comedy and sometimes it was action and sometimes it was a mystery, a thriller, sci-fi, you know. Uh, you, I never really got bored with the show, you know. It was always, it was always fresh. And I think it holds up. Um, it was basically a period piece every week. That It changed every week enough to keep it fresh and, and I think that helps it kind of withstand the test of time uh and even the you know, like i said with the andy griffith show a, a lot of shows when they get into their fifth or sixth season they start to try to 
to do things to to keep it interesting or whatever and 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 quantum leap was no exception in the fifth season they started doing things like we're gonna make him leap into elvis or we're gonna <laughs> we're gonna make him leap <laughs> yeah. into lee harvey oswald you know and and they would do those things and it was it was gimmicky and everything but it would uh but it was still entertaining and um the only thing that i that they ever did that I didn't like because I've said on the show that if you if you create a universe and from the very beginning your universe has rules then you need to stay with those rules don't break those rules just because of story you know um and they did that on Quantum Leap because they said from the very beginning that he was only able to leap inside of his lifetime he couldn't go any further back than 1953 and he couldn't go any further forward than 1999 because it was within the the years that he was alive and um in the fifth season they had him leap into the civil war (laughs) so i said oh but if he stays inside his family tree he can go further back like "Eh." Um. (laughs) yeah you know so that's the only thing that they ever did that I that I really didn't like. Uh, the, the rest of the the rest of the series I thought was was great, and that episode wasn't bad. It was just a stretch. <laughs> but uh, so quantum leap. After these messages, we'll be right back. So what's Captain Game Show? Well, the short answer is it's a podcast. The long answer is it's a light-hearted trivia wordplay thunderdome. I call this game Dark and Gritty Kids. Natural stuff. Born Sequel. What's my motivation? Epic bird play. Advertising 10101. Rhyme cast. Mr. Dalek. Life coach. I'll come up with games, and my guests come up with answers. He's got to put down the ducky if he wants to play the saxophone. Poor monogamy. Wolfgang Puck is Darkwing Duck. Big Grimlock is Tupac. My Little Pony friendship is Magic Mike. Correct. <laughs> There's also improv, music, and an inordinate amount of rhyming. Good night, John Travolta, with Klingon-like hair. Good night, three percent rating. <laughs> you're tough, but you're fair. You can find Captain Game Show on CosmicPotato.com. We're also on iTunes, Stitcher, and wherever else you normally get your podcasts. Round one, round two, final round. Fight. I don't know where this is going, but I like it. Attention, people of Earth! There's a new podcast on the Cosmic Potato Network. You should check out. It's called Wait. You've never seen... I'm Shane. And I'm Virginia, and I have no idea what that was. I'm so sorry for the old-timey voice. I can't promise it won't happen again, though. So, Virginia and I will be taking turns watching movies that one of us has never seen. Because I grew up under a rock and have a lot of catching up to do. I am uncultured, so Virginia will be showing me musicals and old-timey movies. Again, we can be heard on the Cosmic Potato Podcast Network. And on our website at waityouveneverseen.com. See you then! Making your way in the world today takes everything you've got. Taking a break from all your worries sure would help a lot. Wouldn't you like to get away? Sometimes you
John, what's the next one on your list? Uh, I'm, I don't know. I, I want to guess. You can probably you can probably effectively guess. I, I would say you could guess one more pretty comfortably. Uh, Adventure Time. No, no. Um, I I did think about it, um, but it's <laughs> I know it sounds weird coming from me, but it's that's actually it's it's too random. No. <laughs> okay. It it's and and I appreciate that, but it doesn't really represent me. Um, anyone else? Uh, I got nothing. Beverly Hills nine hundred two one zero. Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Oh yeah, that was close. <laughs> <laughs> the series, of course, not the movie. Yeah. Um, and you know, I was talking about Avatar. Every episode was its own episode, but it had a a, a season long arc. It well, in, in in the Avatar's case, it was a series long arc. Um, but Buffy was the first show that I saw that did that. Um, where the the beginning and the end of each episode would tie into the the big bad of of the season. Um, yeah, Buffy's Buffy's just great. I I haven't watched it. And I don't know. The last time I watched a Buffy episode was probably five, six years ago. Um, and so I'm I'm sure the language is dated and the clothes are dated and the references are dated because it was very yeah. zeitgeist yeah, pop culture. Yeah, it was very nineties. Early 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 two Ks. <laughs> <laughs> early aughts. Nineties <laughs> it aughts. Um but I mean, it was it was great. It was it was again magical fighting, and the special effects weren't great. Um, but I've always been one to let a lot of that go if the writing is good and the acting is good. I mean that's I mean you know it's all make believe. If if you if you hold your hands out and tell me there's an invisible baby in there, okay, I'm fine. I'll go with it. So you know a lot of it. I, I've always felt is on the audience to uh, suspend disbelief and 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 okay I'll I'll give this show the benefit of the doubt let's see where 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 you go with it and uh, Buffy delivered way way more than anything I was expecting given its <laughs> cinematic origins. Hmm. Um, yeah, I mean, and and again, uh, and maybe that's part of this too. Maybe I, I I can relate strongly to at least at least one character, usually one or more characters. Um, and and I was I was very Xander like. Um, once Probably again, getting kidnapped. Uh, <laughs> goofy. <laughs> But smarter than he appeared and brave. I keep saying brave. I'm not especially brave. <laughs> I'm not, I don't. I mean, I don't think I'm like braver than the average person. I think you know, if there's if there's a, you know, if there's a fire and I hear some screaming, I'll probably run in. But I'm not gonna like you know, not gonna go put on a mask or anything. I'm not gonna like chase down muggers in the dark. But you know, I'm like, no, I'll just call the police. 
<laughs> but I digress. Um, I was saying, he, uh, yeah, a, a, a good heart and more than he appears on the surface. Um, and, you know, again, Buffy broke... A, it was... I appreciated that that show challenged itself um, in, in terms of innovation because they... I'm not going to name any names, <laughs> but there are other shows that uh, I don't like the, the phrase, I don't like the term genre fiction because everything's a genre, but there are other shows that focus on magic or, or the supernatural <laughs> that, um, you know, kind of s- spin their wheels and every now and then they'll do something. Oh, okay. That's interesting. Because you kind of get the sense that they're running out of stuff to do. Buffy did interesting stuff because it made better stories. Because, okay, well, this character could do this. Or this character, you know, it would be safe for this character to do this. But wouldn't it be interesting if they did that? And that's the direction that they went. And I and I, you know, I give them all props for that. Um... Yeah. Again, I haven't watched it in a while, I, so I can't. In my mind and in my heart, I'm sure it holds up pretty well. But I can also see some stuff that doesn't. I, I, I'd, I'd be curious. I, I would. I, I probably wouldn't watch, re, rewatch the whole series, just because it's there's a lot of episodes. Um, but I suspect that on the whole, it's it actually probably still holds up pretty well. Not that it's super old. It's what twenty years old or fifteen or so years old. Um, but I think it would still be as entertaining to me today as it was when I watched it fresh. Yeah. I think you're right. I think you're right. Um, I was dragged into watching Buffy um, because I saw the movie. I paid to see the movie. It was so awful. <laughs> and I had no idea that the TV show was so different from the movie. And then right. a friend of mine got married and moved to uh, Holland. And this was long before the internet, and so she, I, I would tape the show for her, and then after, you know, once the tape was full, I would send her the tape so she could watch it. But you never watched the tape. Well, no, I watched. I, I that's when I started watching it. So okay. I think I, I think I started watching it somewhere like around the fifth season or something, like third or fourth, third, somewhere around there. I don't remember exactly. I think, yeah, I think the same. I think I, I, I didn't wait till fifth season. I think probably. Definitely after the first season, maybe somewhere in, in either the second or third season, I was I, like, okay, I'll give it a shot. Yeah. I think it was – okay, this is a bit of a Buffy spoiler. I don't know if you want to hold your hold your ears for a, you know 30 seconds if you haven't watched Buffy yet, but the, this is this is a spoiler. After the, after the character turns bad? No, after, after she came back from being dead. Oh. Well, it's not that much of a spoiler. She does that a few times. Yeah. <laughs> well, the, the, time not, came, the time she came back and was pissed off about it. Right. Yeah. <laughs> that's, oh, that's, yeah. I think I think that's where I started watching. Um, but uh, that was like yeah, that was fifth season. That was yeah. yeah I think there was one season after that. But uh, I mean, I liked what I saw. Uh, I never. I mean, certainly Sarah Michelle Gellar is a very pretty person, uh, but 
I was totally head over heels in love with Willow. Um, um yeah. Betty and Veronica, yeah. Betty well, and Veronica uh, Velma and Daphne, yeah. Well, see, I I didn't really think about it, but um, yeah, I had a, I had a, um, Willow, Buffy, Cordelia, Anya. I actually had the smallest crush on Buffy. Um, but you know, although Faith, <laughs> this is oh, and a very Faith, bad sorry. direction. Let's move on. <laughs> <laughs> we uh, okay, so we we're hitting about the one hour mark. So I thought that what we would do is go around the table one more time, and everybody just throw out their last uh, their last three at once, and. Um, and I uh, count of three. One, two. No, not not at once. So, uh, so I'll go back to Virginia and let Virginia do her her other three. Um. So I had uh, the sound of music was the the other musical that I was debating with Seven Brides for Seven Brothers. Mm-hmm. Um, because my entire family just sings musicals randomly all over the place. Anyway. And uh, the Golden Girls and Archer. The Golden nice. Girls. I haven't seen the Golden Girls in forever. The Golden, the Golden Girls and Archer are like my background doing other stuff shows. Because yeah. I've seen them so many times, you just put them on in the background. I'm ashamed that I should have been able to kiss both of those, actually. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Rick, what about you? Uh, okay, um, my last three are MASH. Mm-hmm. Love that show. Uh, and it, it showed me how you could be funny and serious at the same time. Yeah. Monty Python's Flying Circus, which I should have guessed the... that. I should have guessed that, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Monty Python is, you know, I, I saw my first, I still remember seeing my first Monty Python episode at the age of eight um, and just being blown away by it. And, and uh, it, it pretty much set the stage. Uh, you know, it is the, the benchmark of what I consider humor to be. Um, and then the last thing on there is a, a literary one, because movies don't generally have that much of a lasting effect on me. Um, TV shows, because generally there's more of them. But uh, Anne Rice's vampire novels mm-hmm. were a big deal for me in my uh, 20s and 30s. Um and I, I read them voraciously. And I've read all of them right up until the most recent one she released, which I got halfway through and just couldn't deal with it anymore. I was like, I'm sorry, Anne, you need an editor. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, all right. So uh, does anybody want to guess anything that's, that I've got left on my list? 90210. No. <laughs> <laughs> Never. <laughs> um. Independence Day. No, good God. <laughs> you don't know you don't know me at all. <laughs> okay. Oh, Star Wars. You say Star Wars? No, I, I yeah, yeah, you weren't here at the or, beginning. Or I said I didn't, I didn't put Star Trek and Star Wars on my list. The what's left on my list, I've got uh Breaking Bad slash Better Call Saul. Uh, yeah. Oh yeah. I should have guessed that. Yeah. Because I've never I've never seen a TV show that had as much character development as Breaking Bad did because I mean you, you start out it's this show about this teacher and he finds out he's got cancer and you feel bad for him and everything by the end of that series you hate him 
<laughs> you know, he's a terrible person. And it's just, you just watch that decline. And then Better Call Saul, in some ways, I think Better Call Saul is a better show. Uh, it, it's which is currently on now. So I think that they probably got a couple of seasons left, but they're expanding on the Saul character from breaking bad, but they're making him such a, it's interesting to take a character that was kind of, um, on the, he was the comedic relief for breaking bad. And now to make a show that dives into his character so deeply and, uh, and it's just it's it's just a great show. I I recommend both of those shows. Uh, also, uh, 1989 Batman, uh, mainly because it was the it was the first quote unquote grown up movie that I went, went and saw in theaters. Um, and uh, and it was also the first I, I was reading Batman comics at the time. It was the first movie that I went to see that was based on something that I already knew, you know, so it was interesting to see that, that stuff translated on the screen. Cause I had not even seen, I had seen the Adam West version of Batman, but I was really young when it had ran the first time. And then when 89 Batman came out, they started showing it all the time again. So that's when I really started to watch the Adam West version of Batman and got into that too. So, um, and then the last one on my list is Saturday night live. Because, mm. all right, so World War G, they went to a convention uh, a couple weeks ago. I think this is where I heard this. They did an interview with uh, Lorraine Newman, who was on Saturday Night yes. Live. And something that she said, I agreed with. She said that if you want to know which era of Saturday Night Live is the best, then you think back to when you were in high school and you started watching, and that's the best era. <laughs> you know. <laughs> so, th- whenever you fell in love with the show, I don't, I don't usually watch a lot of Saturday Night Live now, but when I was in high school, I didn't miss it, and that was the the Wayne's World era. You know, uh, uh, Dana Carvey, Mike Myers, and then uh, Adam Sandler and Chris Farley. You know, those guys were were on the show when I was uh, when I was in high school, and that's the one that I fell in love with. They also. Nick at Night used to run the best of Saturday Night Live when they would show just clips of episodes from back when Bill Murray and Chevy Chase and Eddie Murphy and all them were on the show. And so I, I really uh, like classic Saturday Night Live. I still like some of the stuff that they do uh, occasionally. I don't usually watch it on Saturday Night. I'll see it. I'll see clips on YouTube or something like that of some of the, the stuff that they're doing now. Uh, they, they do at least one sketch uh every episode that just has me cracking up laughing but uh for the most part you know it's it it would be funny if it was five minutes long but then the skit goes on for about 12 15 minutes and <laughs> you're like yeah you should have ended this already but you know but they do they some of those uh music videos that they do are pretty funny and and stuff like that so saturday night live is, is on my list so all right john what about you um, am I just going or do anyone make any final guesses? Nine hundred two one zero. I I have no idea what you're going to say. <laughs> All right. Um, Blues Clues. <laughs> the Nightmare Before Christmas. Oh yeah. yeah. Um, not not a perfect film, um, but. Again, it was surprising and innovative. Like it, it, 
I, I like it when you can see the artist behind the work. When you can be like, okay, what if we just did this thing? And I don't know if it's going to be a hit or not, but it's interesting to me, and I think it'll be cool. Let's just do it. And I, and I get that sense, actually, from a lot of Tim Burton stuff, but definitely the Nightmare Before Christmas. And and it, it uh, I feel like it was kind of a perfect blending of his childlike and love of the macabre. Um, the Muppet Show. Yes. Yeah. The, the um the original. Um, to a lesser degree, the '90s version. Um, Muppets Tonight. I tried to watch that and I just uh, I couldn't. It's not as good. No, it's not as good. Um, <clears throat> I don't even know if I need to say anything about. It. <laughs> was that the one that they did? The, the which one was the one where Jim Henson? It seems like in the '90s there was a Muppet show where, like, the first half of it was the Muppets, and then the second half of it was like a Jim Henson storytelling kind of show. Was that Muppets? No, part? no, that was two different shows. The Storyteller was a Jim Henson show. That was a production. Um, that was a more adult version, I guess. Uh, but it was basically this old man telling stories, and you know the the on screen would illustrate the stories and uh, Muppets Tonight was kind of the, the the 90s version of the Muppet show so instead of um, instead of it being like a, a vaudeville theater um, it was a TV show yeah and um, instead of Kermit being the host he was like the executive producer he, he was like the Lorne Michaels of the show um and the host was the uh, catfish-looking dude named Clifford. Yeah, yeah. Um, not as good. I mean, it's still okay, but not as good. Um, That's where the shrimp dude came from, isn't it? The shrimp dude premiered in one of the films, but he was on the show. Okay, yeah. But he, he no, made I didn't it. Really he made like that guy. He was just too creepy looking. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um. But yeah, again. The, the, um, sincere but bizarre characters um and the 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 regular kind of guy trying to keep it together kermit in the middle um let's see and the last thing on my list is um gargoyles the 90s cartoon never saw it but i heard a lot about it it's 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 very underrated um, the art is inconsistent. Like some episodes, are, the art is amazing. Some episodes, the art is meh. The story is always good. Um, and again, um, individual episodes, but a huge story arc. Like they'll, they'll, um, and again, if you listen to the show, you you know this is the thing that I love. They'll drop hints. Um, in in season one or two, and they'll they'll leave little breadcrumbs, and you know, by season four you find oh that's what you were talking about back then, <laughs> because the, the characters um, you know they start off in like the 1400s, and they end up in modern day. So they and they basically they go to sleep, and they wake up in modern day. So a lot of the stories they have to figure because they don't know this stuff happened while they were turned to stone. And it's and like um, 
like Buffy, it is a good... I am fine with science fiction, and I'm fine with magic. But I love it if you can do science fiction and magic in the same show and pull it off. And Gargoyles, I think, was probably the first show that I saw that did that. Um, again, because they had real actors and real writing. And surprisingly, a lot of the actors from uh, Star Trek The Next Generation. You should watch it for that alone, Rick. No, well, I know. It was like pretty much everybody but Patrick Stewart voiced somebody in yeah. that show. Um, and Jonathan Frakes was and, – and Michael yeah. Owen was like four or five different characters, if I'm not Yeah, mistaken. Frakes was like the, the main – I guess we'll call him villain. He's, he's actually a great villain, but antagonist is better, as all the best villains are. Yeah. Um, but yeah, and that's that's another show that I haven't seen. I feel like that one almost definitely holds up. Like there, there again, there's a few episodes that they lean more toward the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, and they're like, okay, all right, we get it. You're a Disney cartoon, okay? You gotta make <laughs> the bills, I guess. But again, we can see the creative minds behind it, and they and they go for what the better story is, what the the story that they would rather see, and and that's um, they, that show does that in spades. Yeah, I, that's one I I didn't not watch it because I didn't want to. It's just when it came out, I was so busy working shows and stuff that, and it just never occurred to me to tape it. Um, it's it's probably not as hard to find now. Yeah. Um, but I remember I went looking for it uh, several years ago, and it's like it's only available on. Like, you can't just. Um, well, I'm sure you could if you go to those sites that I don't go to. If yeah. I had to guess, <laughs> I think that when uh, when Disney starts their streaming service, it'll probably be on there because they'll yeah. be wanting to put as much content on there as, as they can. So The Disney vault. We may actually get to see Darkwing Duck again. <laughs> you, don't, you don't mess with the mouse. The one time I, I pirated a TV show was one season of Star Wars Rebels, and it took about two days before I got a notice from my... <laughs> wow. <laughs> yep. Disney and, and, and Fox, too, because I got the same notice when I downloaded Logan. <laughs> All right. Well, uh... I think that probably about does it. Uh, Virginia, uh, let everybody know where they can find you. Um, you can find my Star Trek for Beginners blog at toocasuallygo.com, and you can find my podcast with my boyfriend slash co-host Shane, where we watch movies one of us has never seen called Wait, You've Never Seen, on the Cosmic Potato Podcast Network. All right. And Rick, how about you? I'm over at Simply Syndicate, com, where you can find me on such shows as Starbase 66, The 7th Chevron, Simply Syndicated Movie Quiz, and that's that's actually it for right now. <laughs> All right, and John? Um, I am exclusively on the Cosmic Potato. Uh, that's not true, because I'm on Simply Syndicated After Show. Damn it. <laughs> right, I keep forgetting about that one, because we're not doing it right now. It's, it's, about, to be, it's about to be a good line. Well, but, um, when, when, when this is out, we will be doing it. So <laughs> I, I'm exclusively on the air with Sean Ray. Um, but, yeah, of course, I'm on um, Captain Game Show, also on the Cosmic Potato Network. And when it comes back, I'll be on several, if not all, episodes of... Uh, 
simply syndicated. Simply syndicated. He's not the Simply syndicated Star Trek Discovery after show. All right. What, yeah. What's the acronym for that? This it's like three S's. Yeah. <laughs> and you'll ah, find me on uh, CosmicPotato.com doing this show, occasionally appearing on Captain Game Show and on Simply Syndicated's Discovery After Show. And be sure to join us next time here on Cosmic Potato, the Super Fan Talk Podcast, when you might hear John say, Scooby-Doo first premiered in 1969. So in dog years, he's like 519. So of course he's hooked on Scooby Snacks. (laughs) (laughs) Be sure you like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter. You can contact us by email at mail at cosmicpotato.com or send us a voicemail or text message to 205-642-8380. Help the show grow by giving us a five-star rating on iTunes. Thank you for joining us for Cosmic Potato, the Super Fan Talk podcast. How's that? Okay, I, I'm trying to think of a way that I can sync you up. Let me, uh, I'm gonna count to three. And me and you will clap. Okay. Fine. All right. <laughs> All right. Uh, one, two, three. Okay. Good. Enough. I just woke up my kids. Thanks. <laughs> well, you could have said no. Don't clap. Do something else. <laughs> I didn't think about it until after I clapped. They'll, they'll be fine. Okay. At least you didn't use the air horn. Yeah. And I had also said Star Trek, but my mine was basically just like Star Trek and Rick was all eloquent and shit. <laughs> I'm like, well, that's okay because I'm I'm still recording my end on, Auda- on Audacity and then I go look at Audacity and guess what? It's not running either. Oh, no. Uh, oh, no. But I don't know how much of it. I, and see, and now it's it stopped again. It's like every time the call drops. So I, I think that the only thing that I lost was... Um, the stuff I said about the end of Griffith show. But no, that wasn't oh. very important. <laughs> <laughs>